The college football experience week three pick Dundee six pack episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks presented by WinBet. Bet a hundred dollars at WinBet and get a hundred dollar free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Woo! Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience. Week three, six pack. Buy your boy pick Don D. Yes, if you're wondering who the hell you're listening to, my name is Colby Swigga Database Dad, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick, this is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. Ho, 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 ho. The week three lineup is absolutely fantastic. I'm super excited for it. And I got a, you know, six games that I really want to key in on. And I'm very excited to, uh, to have our guest on the show. Pamela Maldonado is going to join us in a little bit here. Talk about those six games. Uh, but before I do that, there is news out there as we get, and by the way, listen to our game preview episodes as the weekday games. We do have you covered on the college football experience. And remember the DFS show, uh, come play DFS with us, uh, at T- you can find that invite, uh, on Twitter, the college football experience at TCE on SGPN. So do that and come play with us. Only a few bucks, a lot of trash talk going involved. You can, you can get, you got bragging rights for a week. All right. What are you doing folks? Listen to that DFS episode. And also our week three picks is out where me, Patty C NC Nick go through every single game on the slate. So go listen to that episode as well. But this is one where we kind of highlight some of the bigger games of the weekend and talk about uh, what's going on there. But before we do that, there's a lot of news college football, obviously just bananas over the past year, you know, college football and college basketball with transfer portal. Uh, the, the news never stops. It used to be like, you could get, you, you'd have a couple months of like darkness. Oh, you don't want to even talk about anything. No, nowadays it's just constantly going on. And uh, we have a lot of uh, news going on. Uh, how about Dante Wright, the wide receiver for the Colorado state Rams. He put himself in the transfer portal. He's got two more years of eligibility left. So he is officially out with the Colorado state Rams. Things were not working out with Jay Norvell and them. And as they head to Pullman to take on Washington state now going to be without a a key receiver. So um, that is one thing to, to monitor. Also Southern miss named uh, Zach uh, Wilkie, their starting quarterback. Um, That will be interesting to watch there as obviously Southern miss just took a tough loss to, uh, to Miami. And I think they get what Northwestern state of the FCS this week, other things to monitor on this, on the news front for college football. Urban Meyer is coming back uh, to uh, to Lincoln, but he's part of the uh, Fox staff. So don't, don't read too much into that one. 
Um, other injuries. SMU's wide receiver Jake Bailey, game time decision. That'll be interesting to watch. SMU travels up to College Park, Maryland, in one of the more interesting games, I feel like, this week. Uh, I know we all in the pick show, we all went with the Maryland Terrapins, but you know, Rhett Lashley and SMU, extremely talented. So, and if that Maryland defense isn't fixed, I do think SMU will be able to exploit that and we could have ourselves quite the game. Um, other news, Dallas Dixon, the starting wide receiver for the Central Michigan Chippewas, he is out for the season. He got injured in that game against uh South Alabama. And uh, I know that's a, that's going to be a tough loss for them because that offense was actually moving the ball pretty well against Oklahoma State. Uh, they get Bucknell this week, so they should be fine there. Remember to listen to our FCS Week uh, Three preview and picks, which will be coming out later today. Um, other news, but yeah, D- Dixon, that's going to hurt because I had Central Michigan to win the MAC, um, and I think that that's a pretty big loss there. Uh, other news, uh, and and, and I, I should preface it also with they're out, they're without Carlos Carrier this week. Now, the, like I said, they're playing Bucknell, but those are two two receivers uh, that could be key there as well. Also, uh, what Coastal Carolina running backs Braden Bennett and Aaron Bedgood remain out. Also, their wide receiver Jared Brown is questionable. Coastal in Conway. Uh, Hosting the Buffalo Bulls, who've just lost to the Holy Cross Crusaders. Um, also, Virginia Tech. Uh, this is encouraging. I know they get Wofford at an early kick. Doesn't make a lot of sense. With 11 a.m. on the East, 8 a.m. on the West, as they take on Wofford of the SoCon. <sighs> Wofford yet to score a point in the. They played two games. Yet to score a point in the FCS ranks as they head into Blacksburg. But Virginia Tech running back Keyshawn King is practicing and also. Running back Malachi Thomas, uh, it was limited in practice as well. So the running back position, something to pay attention to there. How about this, Florida? Florida quarterback uh, Jack Miller. We saw Anthony Richardson struggle. They get South Florida this week, so I wouldn't panic. I think South Florida Jeff Scott's probably on the verge of being fired in Tampa, but Jack Miller uh, remains out. The, that was uh, interesting. I know a lot of Florida fans were coming at us saying, "Hey, is Jack Miller potentially think he'll get some some shine this season?" Especially after Richardson struggles, well, I don't know because Richardson. I think they just want to invest fully in in AR fifteen there. Uh, Georgia Southern wideout. Once again, we all locked up Georgia Southern heading into Birmingham, taking on UAB. Uh, Sam Kennerson is out for the season now. Uh, he got injured, uh, torn ligaments against the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Um, also, uh, we're waiting on uh, Puka Nakua and Gunnar Romney. They are day to day game time decision as BYU heads into Eugene, one of the bigger games of the weekend. We and me and Pamela are going to talk about that game in a bit. Uh, also, Penn State tight end Theo Johnson seems like he's going to play this week as they head to Auburn. And uh, there's just a couple other ones. South Florida wide receiver Ajuju seems likely to return this week. Remember, he was a Clemson transfer. Um, and uh, what I believe there was one other big news. Uh, oh yeah, Miami wide receiver Xavier Restrepo. This is a big thing because they're depleted at the wide receiver position. So going into College Station now, I'd say that's the clear-cut weakest position on the team for the Hurricane, and he is out indefinitely with a foot injury. So something to monitor. Another thing is Ohio State's Jackson, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Hopeful to play this week, so that's big for the DFS front. If you're going to play DFS, or if you're an Ohio State Buckeye fan, as they take on the Toledo Rockets, 
All right. Well, now before we get to uh, before we get to the show, before we get to Pamela and go through the six pack for pick Dundee here, I want to tell you folks out there that the college football experience is brought to you by Win Bet. Yes. Bet a hundred dollars at WinBet and get a hundred dollar free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the Elias Sports Bureau. Yeah, football fans. The NFL regular season is finally here. And as week two kicks off, I mean, come on, folks. I was I, we this, this is a college football show, but we're covering NFL. We're we we love football. We've done the USFL, XFL shit. We handicap it all. Um, but that's why you're going to want to check out the Elias game plan app because whether you're, you're placing bets, you know, or, or your fantasy team making adjustments, you're trying to figure out, I highly recommend checking out the Elias game plan app. Um, it's from Elias game plan is, is the, is from the most trusted name in sports. Yes. The Elias sports bureau, the official statisticians of all the U S pro sports leagues, but most importantly, the national football league. Um, their app lets you access team and player stats, head to head comparisons, uh, Elias key, key insights from their renowned research team. I mean, you can go on and on and on about uh, what is so great about it. They, they have an expert game analysis for betting. They'll help you with their fantasy, with your fantasy football lineups. What more do you need folks? Uh, NFL season's here. So don't wait, download the Elias game plan app today. That's E L I A S. And right now I have a special offer for when you do subscribe, get a 14 day free trial off a monthly subscription plan, but only if you use the promo code SGPN. Once again, find the Elias, Elias game plan app in the app store or Google play store today and use the promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Fubo TV. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL red zone plus games in four K at no extra charge. They have over a hundred channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. And you can watch it on all your devices. Never miss a game. Never miss an episode of your favorite TV show because they have included cloud-based DVR. Plus there's no contract. There's no commitment and you can cancel at any time. Right now you can try Fubo TV for free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to Fubo TV.com slash SGP. That's F U B O TV.com slash SGP. Joining us on the college football experience is Yahoo Sportsbook betting analyst, Pamela Maldonado. How are you doing, Pamela? And appreciate you hopping on the college football experience. Absolutely. I'm doing fantastic because anytime that I can talk football, 100% I'm going to be in, especially if I have an opportunity to maybe touch on my Longhorns. Oh. <laughs> yeah, certainly. We certainly can. I mean, I look, I was in Las Vegas last week and the whole sports book, which included Alabama fans. They thought that that was a safety, including the Alabama fans. I am curious your take on the refs in that game. And obviously it's gotta be exciting for you with the Longhorns. Despite losing, they looked really good. So it's been a while. Talk to me about that game. I feel like Texas Definitely not going to say we're back because we did not win that game. Had we won, potentially we could be having that conversation. But yeah, you're talking about the refs, and there's a couple of questionable spots there where, like, we are the home team. How are we not getting the advantage here in this spot? But I'm happy that Texas, you know, not only looked good offensively prior to our quarterback going down early on, but I mean, defensively is kind of where I think people really need to take notice of last year. It was one of our biggest weak points. And in just a one game sample size, granted it was against the best team. So maybe it was just a spot for my Longhorns to show up, but 
we looked good defensively. We seem to have made some improvements. So I'm more interested if we can hold on to that type of defense throughout the rest of the season. Yeah. And, and obviously, I mean, that, that was a clear weakness of the team last year. I know Kansas put up 50 some points in Austin uh, late last year, not to, not to remind you of that, but you know, they went out and got Gary Patterson as a part of that staff. I think that could be a big reason why they've been able to fix some defensive problems thus far this season. But now you have Quinn Ewers out mm-hmm. for a while. And I know the hype was unreal uh, with, with Mr. Ewers there. And, and you're gonna have to rely on Hudson card. It's nice to at least have a backup that's had some starts, but are you at all concerned right. about that? I mean, if you saw what happened early on in the game, yeah, I was absolutely excited for Quinn Ewers. He looked to have been uh, every bit of hype that was talked about in preseason. It seemed to have been coming to fruition. He had a couple of long balls and then you had to, the unfortunate injury happened and now you have Hudson card. I think for him being put into such a big game last minute, not getting first team reps because he was the backup quarterback. I think he did a splendid job. Did he have the same arm strength? No, but he did make some running abilities. So I'm happy with at least that progression. And now he's going to have more practice. Um, Yeah. I think he's going to be, fine. Is he going to be as good or as capable as what our starter could have been? Maybe not. But um, like I said, I'm more interested in this defense. If you, if our defense can hold steady, then I think our offense is going to kind of just like fill in the gaps. Yeah, uh, you're right. And uh, it's just a great luxury to have a backup quarterback that started a lot of games. I feel like in nowadays landscape in college football, the backup, Oh, you're not the starting quarterback. I'm transferring over here. So to have that, right. have that freedom is pretty, pretty great. Um, and, and look, even though you lost to Alabama, it was a, it was a good loss in a way because you saw signs of life from the program and mm-hmm. Texas A and M Texas A and M lost to Appalachian state, which I'm sure you're very happy about. We're going to touch base on uh, on both of those schools in a bit, but let's hop into Saturday because look, I- I'll be honest last week. I was convinced it was going to be one of the weaker Saturdays with the exception of like the Alabama, Texas game, which I mean, the line was, was like 20 and a half points. So mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I can't wait for week three, but week two ended up being amazing. You had these upsets of Marshall yeah. against Notre Dame and, and Appalachian state against Texas A and M. So now we have week three, the schedule looks fantastic for week three. Let's yes. Yeah, let's hop on into it. We got Oklahoma uh, traveling to Lincoln, Nebraska. Where I mean, you want to talk about a dumpster fire, perhaps going on in in, in Lincoln, <laughs> Nebraska? Uh, Scott Frost, Nebraska's got so much money. They said, you know what? Have seven million dollars. We're not going to wait uh, what two weeks to fire you. And now, now they they hand it over to an interim head coach. Um, and and you have Oklahoma, who's they've kind of been untested. Yes, they beat. UTEP. Yes, they beat Kent State. They passed the eye test, but the interim head coach of Nebraska is Mickey Joseph. Mickey Joseph used to play quarterback for Nebraska in the early nineties. This used to be a gigantic, it's still a rivalry game, but they used to be in the same division. They used to really hate each other. So if anyone's going to know about this game, it will be Nebraska's interim head coach, Mickey Joseph. The line opened up at 11 and a half. It's come down a little bit. I'm seeing it currently at 11. What are you doing here in this game? Well, the line actually opened at 13 and a half and is now 11 and you're seeing 10 and a half in some spots. So money is coming in on Nebraska, which is kind of bonkers to me. I don't care that Scott Frost is no longer there. This is still a Nebraska team without its main part from last year in Adrian, in Adrian Martinez, the quarterback, he was 
easily the best player on the team. He's no longer there. And like you said, it's a dumpster fire of a team. Oklahoma, though, they're 2-4 against the spread since 2020 as an away favorite. That's always concerning. And they're 3-3 three and three to the over. It is ugly, and I probably will not be making it to the window with this, but minus 11, down from 13.5, that's a buy for me on Oklahoma. And I know that they have back-to-back home games. That's where they started their season off. And this is the first road game for Dylan Gabriel. But Gabriel, he's not new to this. He, you know, he is a veteran quarterback. He's been in college football for a while, for a few years. So the first road start, I'm not at all concerned with. Nebraska defense, this is the concerning part. When you're looking for strength versus weaknesses in football, what is a weakness of Nebraska? Last in the FBS, though it was just one game, a one-game sample size, Last in the FBS for rushing defense. I mean, allowed 500 for defense, allowed 528 total yards to Northwestern. Do you remember Northwestern having a good offense? Because I sure as heck don't. Uh, no, <laughs> so, no, not in my lifetime. Yeah. Well, so they, they made Nebraska made Northwestern look like studs. 8.3 yards per pass allowed, 214 rushing yards. This is an Oklahoma offense that should absolutely just throttle Nebraska. I don't care who is the the head coach at this point. It is still a bad team. <laughs> yeah, and and look, Nebraska what they gave up 5 or uh, no, they gave up 642 yards to Georgia Southern. How fast can you fix a defense, right? It's going to be challenging. Uh and it's and I got to give you credit because if you're a Texas Longhorn, you're in Austin and you're you're taking Oklahoma Look, that shows. That shows right there that uh, that yes, yes. Um, I, look, I my my logic on this though was last year was a close game, and I mm-hmm. thought obviously Nebraska was a three win team. Adrian Martinez. Yeah, and he played he he played pretty good in that game with the exception of I think the late turnover. Um, my thing is just rivalry games. I just feel like that the line until and and I guess if I caught the first Threw half to me first. Yeah, yeah, I, I caught the first half of the Kent State Oklahoma game, and Oklahoma mm-hmm. took a while to wake up. Now maybe they're just looking right. ahead to this game because it's a big rivalry game. But mm-hmm. I just, I just decided to go. Give me the points in a rivalry game. These two, t- these fan bases. That's one thing. Nebraska could be. They could have lost a hundred games in a row. It's Lincoln, Nebraska. I've been to the stadium. They show up to to the game. So I do think this will be the first road test. You know, for for Oklahoma and Dylan Gabriel as a Sooner. Um, so I ended up taking the points, but mainly based off of the rivalry factor and not necessarily how bad that Nebraska defense was. Um, you know what? And that's the thing about college football is, and that's kind of the part of my handicapping that I lack. I don't necessarily ever put any weight into, well, they're playing this team next week. Well, this is a conference rival game. I am a data-based a pure stat base. So I'm looking at a strength. I'm looking for a weakness. And there is just such a discrepancy in talent gap between this Oklahoma team and Nebraska, even on the defensive side of the ball, Oklahoma, they've had nine sacks through two games. They should absolutely just be able to stop any bit of offense that Nebraska thinks that they can generate. And then this defensive, this defense for Nebraska is should just get throttled. So from my perspective, that's how I'm looking at it. From your perspective, I 100% can make that argument as well of, yeah, this is a rivalry game, but if the line was 13 and a half and it ticked up to 14, I would definitely be more so heavy into looking at Nebraska, but the line has ticked down. So now for me, that screams, now there is value coming in on Oklahoma at 11 because the line is now two and a half points lower 
on a much better on a what should be a much better team. Yeah, and it's hard for me to defend a, a team that just uh, gave up 642 to Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern. Yeah, that's <laughs> tough. That's tough. Uh, one of the, the the other big games we're going through here: BYU, fresh off of a gigantic win uh, that, against the Baylor Bears in a crazy game. I don't know if anyone stayed up late enough to watch that one, but I was at the sports book with a a good buddy of mine who had a, who had a ticket of BYU minus three, and that was a true roller coaster. But now BYU survives. Now they head to Eugene, Oregon, uh, where Oregon jumps back into the top 25 for some strange reason. I don't really believe they, they like they beat <laughs> Eastern Washington in the FCS. I know they're a decent FCS team, but still, I don't understand why they would be able to jump back into the top 25 after that Georgia mm-hmm. performance. But BYU, a couple of things that make it hard to handicap in this game, I think, is uh, they're, they're starting wide receivers. They missed the Baylor game. Both their starting wide receivers, they're questionable for this game. I'm talking about Gunnar Romney. Yes, the. I believe related to Mitt Romney and uh, Puka Nakua. So they're questionable for the game. So it makes it extremely hard from a handicapping point of view in this one, because I think coming into the season, Oregon fans would tell you the thing we're most concerned about is our secondary. Well, if, if both of these wideouts do not play for BYU, then I think you're thinking, Hey, this is a great formula for an Oregon win. But we right. won't know until they play. What are you doing here in this game with uh, BYU laying what three and a half? Three and a half. So I'm a big believer in everything is already baked into the line. Um, I feel like the books just always, if ever you feel like I know something more than the books, you don't, they already have it. They already got the injury list. They already have their projections out. I feel like they're going to end up playing. Um, so it, assuming that these wide receivers do end up playing, how do you just not back BYU in this spot? Oregon, I know that it was just one game, but dead last in passing defense is just absolutely atrocious. And I know that it's Georgia. I mean, they're coming off the national title game, but it's Stetson Bennett. When what conversation are we having where we are saying Stetson Bennett is just like an absolute stud of college football all of a sudden? 368 passing yards from Bennett alone gave up 439 total passing to the backup quarterback. So, so total. Um, I mean, how do you make how do you, that's my question is how do you make Bennett look like a stud? Oh, you play an Oregon secondary and that's, and all of a sudden through one game, now we're talking about Bennett winning the Heisman. <laughs> I mean, it was just absolutely just dreadful. And BYU quarterback, Jaron Hall, he seems to be a very capable quarterback. He has over 500 passing yards through two games. Um, so yes, I know that there's some injury concerns here, but I mean, you do have a good duo in running backs, Chris Brooks, Opini Katoa for yardage and using Puka Nakua listed as a wide receiver for two ground scores. So this is a BYU team that can both run and pass going up against a terrible defense from Oregon. I don't know how you bounce back from a situation like this where you just absolutely get dumpster trucked and then you're supposed to, now you're a home favorite in what world Yeah, uh, it's BYU or nothing for me. Yeah, and by the way, I apologize because I think I led into that saying BYU minus three and a half. I'm sorry, Oregon minus three and a half is that line. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm on BYU there. We see eye to eye there. Kalani Sataki's proven he can win on the road before. He's done it over his his tenure in in Provo. They went to Madison and got a win in, in one of the best environments in college football. I can hear the jump around song playing now. Um, all right, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by No House Advantage. Yes. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. You can play in pick 'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $250 in cash. Whew. 
Download the app, choose a contest, select the player props, earn points for corrected picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house. You can win 20 times the amount of money you enter if you hit all your picks. Yes. Bet up to five, bet up to a five player prop over unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with the promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app uh, to get a, a deposit match of up to $25. Yes. So make sure you check out no house advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's, it's just not how you play, but it's also where you play. You don't want to miss out. We're also brought to you by promo guide.us. Yes. Promo guide.us is the best place to go. If you're interested in plus EV betting strategies and making consistent profits from sports betting. I mean, look, they don't, they don't simply tell you what team is probable to win, but, but where you'll get the best odds and how to track down and cash in big on on constantly changing promotions. If I could talk, it'd be fantastic. Um, But honestly, uh, you got to check this. I really think this is cutting edge stuff here. Go to promoguide.us and check out their hundred percent track, transparent and proven method for betting smarter. Once again, with promoguide.us, you get consistency and consistency gives you profit. Rosso brought to you by sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of different uh, of players. Jeez, I can't talk. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I know I do. And it is a game changing product. Unlike anything else in the industry. Look, I was just in Vegas with stacking the money the green. He hands me his phone. He's like, dude, I need you to get me in the sleeper lineup. I already had my own entered, but on the fly, I'm like, okay. And what you do is you find two or more players you like, and you select the over or under based on their stat projections. I, I grabbed the phone and I gave him uh, Jalen Berger over a half a touchdown. Hunter Deckers, the Iowa State quarterback, over over uh, over one pick. He threw two, I believe, right? And then uh, who was my third guy? Either way, I hit this big crazy parlay for him. And that's what's so great about this app is uh, it's you just the fact you're able to to bet on stuff like that in college football too. It's not just pro. It's in college football. So check it out right now on your mobile phone. Join our listener group on sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. Once again, promo code SGP and sleeper.com slash SGP to get a hundred dollar match terms and conditions apply. See sleepers terms of use for details. Next up, we got Troy at Appalachian state. Now I'm only referencing this game because they're the talk of college football (laughs) right now. They're the talk. So College game day, which I know you, you were at, it was in Austin last last week. And uh, that so was fun. awesome. I bet. Right. Um, well, they were planning on going right down the road to college station before Appalachian state. And we've seen this Appalachian state team break so many hearts over the years Well, they went into college station and broke the heart of the Aggies. And now not only did they just pull the upset, they stole college game day from them, which I found yeah. hilarious. Uh, so now college game day is heading to Boone for the Sun Belt opener for Appalachian State as the Troy Trojans come in there. Apps laying 12 and a half. What do you make of, of this game? So App State at home is actually one of the best straight up win teams in their home stadium. 20 and 8 since 2018. Um, but they're against the spread record, it becomes a little bit more suspect. They're three and four against the spread last year in 2021. Five and eight against the spread as home favorites in the last two seasons. But this is a Troy defense. This is a Troy team. We were talking about this pre uh, recording that Troy is always one of those finicky teams where 
you don't ever expect them. They shouldn't have the playmakers. Their stats don't really pop out. And yet they still always seem to find themselves in contention against teams like Coastal Carolina. Um, but App State at home is a team that I trust. Minus 12 and a half on the road is an absolute buy for me because Troy's rushing defense through just one game, 125th in the FBS, gave up 266 rushing yards to Ole Miss. Well, Appalachian State is one of the best run teams in their conference and in the nation. Um, and they have a really good one-two running back punch in, love his name, Cameron Peoples and Nate Noel. <laughs> Combined 300 rushing yards, three ground scores. Appalachian State, the only problem when it comes to having these big spreads and you're a rushing offense is are you going to have generate enough separation to be able to cover the spread when you're a rush heavy team? Um, Appalachian State, though, has a very capable quarterback and their run game, they will absolutely just wear out this Troy defense. And if they, if not early, it definitely late. <laughs> yeah. Well, we saw that even against Texas A&M with all their four and five stars, Appalachian State really dictated the line of scrimmage there. And that's, I agree here. Look, Troy is two and seven all time against boy or against Boise state against, against Appalachian state and app beat them bad recently. They've lost four in a row to app last year was 45, seven. And that was at Troy. Now they got to come to Boone. They've never had college game day there. I know they've been partying all week, but let the party continue. I'm on Appalachian <laughs> state minus the points. Uh, all right. A couple more games to get to Penn state heads to Auburn, Alabama, Penn state's two and one all time against uh, against Auburn. Uh, including an eight point win a season ago. This line is currently at what three I'm seeing here. Penn state three. laying three on the road. You go in with the home dog, perhaps. How about I don't look at a side and instead look at the total, the line for this open at 49. It is now 47 and a half. I'm interested to see if we can maybe get closer back to that 49, because I do like the under on this game um, preseason. And even now with a couple of games in, I have my doubts about Sean Clifford as a quarterback. I actually met him in person. Uh, I did a conference and I told him, I was like, I don't know about you. I'm worried about you. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? We're going to try. So I, he, I've voiced my opinion to him as my <laughs> questions of him as a quarterback sacked 30 times last season. He's been sacked just four times so far, but Auburn, it's a one game sample size. They were able to put up four sacks against San Jose state. So you give me Sean Clifford under pressure and in games where Clifford last season was sacked three plus times. They went two and four straight up. And one of those wins was against an FCS school. So that's going to be my big question mark. Number one is Sean Clifford under pressure. How is he going to manage that? And then Auburn offense. I mean, I'm always hesitant to back teams against the spread if they're one dimensional. And that's what Auburn is a one dimensional rushing offense, but they do have two really good running backs in tank Bigsby and Robbie Ashford, 330 combined rushing yards and Penn state's rushing defense right now supposed to be ranked top 55 against the run, but they have faced that's a little bit misleading because Penn state has faced two passing teams in Purdue and Ohio. And this Penn state rushing defense last year wasn't even in the top 50. So that's a little bit susceptible to me to me as well. So for me, I'm more inclined to believe that the quarterback for Penn state is going to be pressured and you have a run heavy offense from Auburn. Well, that to me says low scoring game. Love the play here. Love the play. Uh, and it makes a lot of sense. I mean, cause Penn state, you go back and watch that Purdue game, the season opener. I thought they got very fortunate to win that game. A couple of wild plays. Um, but I'm, I like Penn state minus the points here because I think when I, I think of what Auburn did 
this off season. I feel like they tried to create a scandal to get Brian Harson fired. Didn't work. They fire the athletic director right before the season. They were actually losing to San Jose state at halftime here. Right. I just think it, I think it's, he's on borrowed time. I think this thing is going to come crashing down at some point, And I think it's going to start with this, this weekend, uh, Penn state five-star freshman, Nicholas Singleton, he's a running back and he, he didn't get a lot of burn in the, uh, in the, in the Purdue game. But last week, I know it was just mm-hmm. against Ohio, but 10 carries 179 yards, two touchdowns. That's almost 18 yards a carry. I look for him to, to play a bigger role. And then like you mentioned, Auburn, they struggle, they struggle to throw the ball. So I do think Penn state will have to load up uh, the box and make Auburn beat them in the air. I do like the mm-hmm. under angle on this, and I like Penn State to get the road win. I'm going to lay the three points. Um, mm-hmm. All right, then and we have. About the, and if you're talking that? about the Penn State running game, well, then that also lends to an under. Yeah, yeah. The clock's going to be going. This is going to be like one of those triple option uh, academy games, you know. Uh, <laughs> moving along, Michigan State is heading cross country to Seattle. This is an interesting game. I've always wanted to go to the stadium. Never been, but they do the sailgating there, huh? You come in, you, you're just hanging out. Everyone's having cocktails on a boat. I mean, how great is that? Uh, Michigan State at Washington. The stadium does get really loud, from what I understand. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the first road test. Michigan State. It's kind of tricky here because I don't know what to trust. They kind of struggled against Western Michigan. They ended up getting a a, a cover very late in that game. Then they took on Akron. Akron. Is not yeah, it's not very good. So uh, (laughs) Washington's laying three right now. This line kind of moved all around. Um, What are you doing here in Seattle? Can I say pass? Because for exactly the reasons that you mentioned, if I'm looking for strength versus weakness, both of these teams right now have a huge weakness in the level of competition that they have faced. The Spartans have played Western Michigan and Akron, who you said already (laughs) mentioned that kind of struggled against, but then the Huskies have also played Kent state, a rebuilding Kent state and an FCS school. So how much do we really know about either one of these teams? I don't know who they are offensively. We don't, we're getting a false sense of the strengths of their defense. Michigan state showed showed that they could have a really solid pass rush, but you played against two like really gross teams and Washington showed a passing offense, but you also faced against two really bad teams. So if the Huskies can in fact, they're if they are rebuilding their offense into being more pass heavy and a little bit more, um, what is it, uh, capable than they were in last season? Well, then Michigan State last year. Let us remind you that they were 130th in the FBS against the pass. So I would lean to the home dog. I'm not sure that either of these teams are meant for like a cover. So I would lean to the I would lean to the dog, but with the Washington win. And it could be ugly. I would lean to the over because I think both of these defenses are getting really just like a false sense of who they are truly. And so I would expect a little bit more points because they haven't played anybody yet. Yeah, I like the over angle too. Uh, I do think though, Michael Penix, former Indiana quarterback, gets reunited with uh, so their head coach, Kalen DeBauer, previously the OC at Indiana just about three years ago, and he had one of his best years there. I do like that angle. I do like the, the the fact that I do think this is a hard place to go into and win. I know last year Washington was bad, but uh, they got a new coach, new offensive philosophy, which I think you know they, they've never had a problem with talent. They had a couple guys drafted even off last year's team. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Washington Huskies to handle business at home here. Jalen McMillan, four receptions for 127 yards, 32 yards a grab, pretty much. I mean, I get it. It's Portland State. I I understand <laughs> your point, but I just think. You're right. 130th in pass defense a season ago. I do expect Michigan State to be slightly better this year, but still, 
That's not a good pass defense. What? 128th? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how much are you really expecting? If you are a team that is 130th in any category and you're returning the same team, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to go from bottom two to now top 10. Like, yeah, I expect a little bit of growth in the secondary department, but from 130th, I would probably, this is like you said, this is going to be the true test. Um, I would definitely lean to Washington's offense being able to rack up some points against this Michigan to get state secondary. So yeah, for me, the play is the over because that is like the pure strength versus weakness that we see. Yeah. And, and look, I I have to double down because I took the under on Michigan state win total for the season. So I did reveal my hand a little bit there. Um, Final game here, Miami, the hurricanes, they're two and oh, they didn't look great last week. I, I, that score is a little misleading. That was like a seven to three game or a 10 to no, I think 10 to seven at halftime. Miami travels to college station where things could get really interesting. If, if Jimbo Fisher somehow loses this game. Now I just read this morning that Miami uh, wide receiver, Xavier Restrapo is out for the game and out for a, 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 it looks like a, a long period of time. Texas A&M only had nine first downs against Appalachian state. They didn't rush for over a hundred <laughs> yards. Yeah. They didn't rush for over a hundred yards. They didn't pass for over a hundred yards. I mean, you, you, you gotta be loving this. If, uh, if you're in Austin, um, I'm very curious. Now this line with that news, I feel like jumped up a little bit. It's currently a and M minus six that I'm seeing. What are you doing here in college station as things could get really dicey if Jimbo loses this one? Miami plus five. And you do not think twice because I mean, I feel like people are looking at this A&M loss last week to app state and they're shocked by it. If you at all looked at the roster for entering the season, nobody should have ever been high on A&M entering the year because they had a new quarterback. They lost its leading receiver defensively. They lost all three of their top defensive ends. they lost their top linebacker. And typically when you have these big name schools, they always throw out the, you can reload at key positions. I'm always the type, the other, the, I'm the person on the other side that's saying, prove it to me first. And AM is clearly not proving that they can reload at these positions. And yeah, they may have held up state to four and a half yards per pass, but they allowed 101 rushing yards. Well, what do you think Miami has? So another one two punch with the juniors, Harry Paris Jr. and Thaddeus Franklis Jr., 344 rushing yards so far this season, seven combined scores. I think Miami offensively is going to control this game on the ground. And AM's offense was so anemic. I mean, there was nothing, nothing there. You mentioned it. They didn't even hit a hundred rushing yards. They could they couldn't do anything. Nine, what was it? Nine first downs. Yeah. And yeah. my and Miami defense. I mean, you're talking about a Miami defense that produced five sacks so far this season. So I'm definitely worried about this Aggies offense. And I know that it is a one-game sample size, but nine. Uh, first downs is going to make you 127th in total offense. So mm, have mm. that against a Miami defense. I'm definitely like loving Miami plus five and on the money line. <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. I love it. Take it on the money line, says Pamela Maldonado. Uh, look, I, this was a very tough one for me because I, I don't think Jimbo has the luxury of losing this game. He has Arkansas on deck, then at Mississippi State, mm-hmm. then at Alabama. And then even after that, they get a bye week, but they're at South Carolina. I know South Carolina doesn't look great, but they're still that's a tough road game. The, the, the fans, right. you know, make that environment great. I I just said they got to be able to figure a way to get this win. I totally see the angle of taking the points. I I'm actually I'm leaning A and M just because I think the desperation is here. 
The fans also, this is, I also think there's something to the effect of playing it at home, like mm-hmm. where it could get, it could get like the pressure. Loud. Yeah. And, and I feel like the pressure of demand of, Hey, you got to put up. I think he might even go with Max Johnson, the Brad Johnson's son, the backup quarterback at some point of if, if Haynes King doesn't play good that first drive, I think he might go to Max Johnson. I don't know why I'm taking Texas A and M besides that, because when I, when I watch them, I say, Ooh, even the Sam Houston state game week one, I said before the lightning uh, delay, I was like, they just don't look good on offense. But at the same time, I, I wasn't wowed by Miami last week. Someone's got to right. win this game. I'm going to count on Jimbo Fisher and the pressure to win this one. I'm going to lay the points uh, with, with a and M here um, before we get you out of here. I'm just curious. We saw some major upsets last week. There's gotta be one that's on your mind that you're thinking about right now. Major upset. No one's seen it coming. Talk to me, Pamela. What did I not see somebody like tweet at me? I gave my best bet yesterday and it's Kansas plus nine and a half and on the money line against Houston. And I know that that may sound wild and people have already gotten a lot of flack for it, but you know what? I was high on this Jayhawks team last season and I just caught them in a couple of bad spots. Finally, they're getting molding back together to what I was expecting them to be towards the end. But this quarterback in Jalen Daniels, man, he has a whole lot of upside. 18 of 29, three passing touchdowns against West Virginia, who I was high on coming into the season. They should have a good, it is a good West Virginia defense and quarterback Jalen Daniels. He just looks good. And this Houston defense um, through two games, 119th in passing defense, giving up 337 yards to UTSA, another 350 yards passing to Texas Tech. Jalen Daniels, he definitely has the arm. He has the ability. I love that he's also a runner himself. So he's going to be, he's a playmaker both on the ground. Um, Houston, what's their problem right now seems to be the case is that they are turnover prone. And Kansas, I mean, I know that it is Kansas and it's only one game against West Virginia, but they did force two turnovers that really came up big to give them some points up in this game. And this Kansas offensive line is, it really looks solid and it really looks strong. They have three running backs that now you have to like try to find and try to contain Devin Neal, Daniel Hishaw, and Jalen Daniels himself as a runner. That's eight rushing scores between three players. Um, try to contain them all. I, I don't see it happening. I love the fact you just said that. Now our listeners here on the College Football Experience are going to sit there and say, "Kobe, did you rig this?" And I'm like, "No, we didn't talk about this beforehand." But look. I, I was on Kansas over my number one lock of last season was Kansas over one and a half wins. And I had to sweat that thing wow. out. I am a Lance Leipold guy, even back to his Buffalo days. And yeah. I, I was all on board this year. I was on, I believe my friend Phil Steele's show. And, and I, and I, he gave me a hard time about Kansas over one and a half wins, but it came through last year and I'm on it again this year wow. over two and a half. Love what you said there. I, I like, done this week. yes, let's go. Let's hit that <laughs> over this week. Pamela you and I may be the only Kansas fans <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Everyone says, what are you talking basketball? Kobe? No, I'm talking football. Jayhawks oh. rock chalk. Uh, Pamela, I appreciate you hopping on the college football experience and please come back again and talk some college football with us and let's enjoy week three. Let's go Jayhawks. Take care. There we go. Rock chalk. We're also brought to you by run your pool. Yes. I mean, have you done run your pool? They have a brand new VIP uh, area, which you got to get here. a brand new subscription service from run your pool uh, that helps you get an extra edge against the books plus exclusive access to real money pools. And, and 
look, they got entries to our, their exclusive week one and week two uh, pools with their $5,000 payouts. Come on. What are you doing folks? And they have a season long pool with a hundred thousand dollar payout. Get in now folks, get access to exclusive data to help you with your weekly game picks as well. Premium content like in-depth guides for how to dominate your pools. And they have exclusive swag. What's not to like use uh, use the code SGPN VIP at runyourpool.com slash VIP and get 50% off your first month of run your pool VIP. That's that's code SGPN VIP at runyourpool.com slash VIP. We're also brought to you by odds trader. Yes. Odds trader is a place to compare odds from all the major sports books. You can also compare, compare the different signup codes and promo codes from sportsbook to a sportsbook to assure that you get the best deal possible. The app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather for betters who make the most informed bets possible. Uh, it also has a bet tracker, which I love because you get me in November and I'm betting like 10 different sports at once. It's unorganized. I'm unorganized, right? It organizes that for you. Go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire odds trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. We're also brought to you by Sling TV. Yes, it's college football season, which means you need the unbeatable coverage of Sling TV starting at $35 a month. Sling has all the biggest games on the biggest channels like ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN3, SEC Network, ACC Network, Fox, and the Big Ten Network, all for the best price. You can stream it on any device, record up to 50 hours with included DVR space. You could pause or change your service at any time. Check out Sling.com for special offers. Sling, the live TV you love for a price you'll love. Try us today. All right, we are back on the college football experience. That was great. I cannot wait for week three. And that was great getting Pamela Maldonado's, uh, you know, her picks there. She made a lot of great sense. So hopefully that helped you out as, uh, you know, you, you go to place your bets this weekend as week three ramps up and uh, just some huge pressure games. That Jimbo Fisher game that we were talking about. I mean, if AM loses that, I think they're going to be dogs in the next three games. So that makes that game so critical to me is, is that game also, I mean, I know we didn't cover this one on that, but the Cal Notre Dame game, if, if Notre Dame loses that they got what uh, North Carolina and BYU on deck, you talking about a, a season that could go really, really crazy for a couple of big time programs in Texas A&M and Notre Dame. Uh, but obviously the A&M game I think is must watch. Um, and then you have the Nebraska situation with their coaching, you know, their coaching disaster with Scott Frost. Now he's gone. They turned to Mickey Joseph must watch TV all week. A lot of great games as I cannot wait to dial it back. You know, Saturday mornings we'll be, we'll be starting with that Wofford Virginia tech game at 8 AM here in Los Angeles and ending with that Duquesne Hawaii game on the Island. If I can find spectrum sports to watch that thing, cause that is a little bit of a pain in the ass, but Yes, we are excited for it. Hope we could help on those picks. And uh, yeah, folks, subscribe to the college football experience. Um, and also remember, subscribe to the college basketball experience. We've already started to do team previews as the season tips on Tuesday, November 7th. Uh, it's right around the corner. So check out the college basketball experience as well. We come together as one on YouTube at youtube.com slash the college experience. Subscribe, tell a friend, and also check out the sports gambling podcast. Oh, they gave you what? 32 NFL team previews, a solo podcast for every team. Uh, I mean, they, they just killed it on the, uh, the props for week one, the, the Seahawks uh, Broncos game, check it out. Sports gambling podcast, covering it all. Also all the other platforms, NFL gambling podcast, MLB gambling podcast. Uh, I mean, those are the sports that are thriving right now as the seasons heat up in, in both of those, but also the CFL gambling podcast, shout out to my Canadian fans out there. Or if you're just a football junkie, you say, Hey, I want to get in on some Edmonton uh, Eskimos. 
and Montreal Alouettes action. All right. It's all there for you. All right. NBA gambling podcast, WNBA gambling podcast. Shout out to my guy, Terrell Furman jr. Hosting that check out all that and get that SGPN app for free in the app store and Google play store. Also highly recommend checking out the discord channel. Come talk shop with us. Even if you're, if you're betting on the games, it's all, it's obviously fantastic. But even if you're just a fan, if you, I don't know if you're a fan of uh, Texas A and M or Miami or something, hop in. It doesn't matter the team. You can be a fan of uh, Sonoma State. Hop in and talk with us. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/discord. And no matter the sport, it could be the Baja Cup 5000 going on in in Mexico, and uh, I'm pretty sure we'll have you covered. Even a sumo match going on in Japan. Just hop in. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/discord. Do it, folks. All right, this is the college football experience. I can't wait for week three. Stay tuned for the FCS week three preview. All right, folks, you better start thinking about yours and we out of here. did a horrible job. The players did a horrible job. We got our ass kicked in a second. It sucks. Stop it. Well, well, I don't got... I got a brain in my head cold, but... It's Division One football!